Hello and welcome back to Team Smart Rambles. Today we're going to be talking all things around training and injury. But before we get started, I wanted to remind you guys that it is always important to reach out to your healthcare provider before starting anything new um, or undertaking anything while you are injured. So let's head over to Row and get started. Oh my gosh, let's like handball it to Ro because she rambles a lot. (laughs) No, we are going to be talking about um, injuries and how it affects your training. Of course, as we have already said, educational purposes only. If you are working with a physio for an injury, then please make sure you are following their instruction, running things by them. That's why you're paying them. That's why they've been to uni for twice the amount of time. Mm Mm-hmm. So something that I think a lot of people, people like to use an injury as a reason to stop, especially for your new years, they'll get in, they go hard and then they hurt themselves because they've done too much right from the get go and then they hurt themselves. So then they stop and they never get back into it. But it can obviously come about when you are someone who trains regularly that you can hurt yourself. So are we meant to stop training or keep training? That is the question. So I say slightly, we still train. So if you have hurt your hip, I want to see you out there barbell squatting, leg pressing, lunge walking, doing all these things. But I would like to remind you that you actually have another half of your body above your hips. So you can still train your abs. You can still train your arms and shoulders. You can still train your back and chest. I would avoid free weights just because generally they result in you using your your lower body in some way to support you. So get on the machines. Take advantage of having lat pull downs and seated rows and seated flies if you want to. But also nothing wrong with just a dumbbell chest press if you're okay with that movement. But again... If something hurts, stop. It's a difference between like a pump burn and an injury ouch. Yeah. So if you have an injury and you're trying to work out if you can still do some form of exercise, if it starts to hurt what's injured, stop doing it. I feel like it's really common sense. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because there's a difference to a gym pain or a gym burn Mm. than, oh, that really fucking hurts. Yeah, like sharp stabbing pain. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, there is a massive difference between injuries and just training sensation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's um, it's really common to see people, oh, well, I've got a sore ankle, so now I can't train. Mm. Like you just said, there's always something that you can do. And yeah, you might not be able to train your lower body. You can still train your upper body. And you might still be able to, depending on the degree Mm. and working with your healthcare provider on your rehab or whatever, um, you might still be able to ride the bike or use the elliptical or Mm. something to be able to just keep moving. Yeah. You're not out here running a marathon with a sore leg or a sore ankle, but there's still something that you can do to keep active active and keep moving. Mm. And of course, this will probably mean you're training less. Like if you've hurt this ankle, you're probably not doing a full leg day. But 
a sore ankle doesn't mean you can't use a seated leg extension, seated hamstring curl machine. Um, obviously it does have its limitations in what you can do. You could even do donkey kicks and fire hydrants because you're not standing on your foot. Yeah. So, okay, you've got four exercises that I've given you there. It's better than nothing. If you go in and do your little cardio workout that day and your little mini leg session, it's better than not going to the gym at all. Yeah. And even if you're doing that little mini leg session three days a week, instead of your normal, if you're training legs three days a week or two days a week or whatever, you're still doing something. You're still keeping those muscles active. You're still using them in some degree. Mm. It's at a much lighter weight, of course. Yeah. But you're still using them. Mm. And don't just turn around and train. So we have used the example of lower body being injured. So you're training upper body. Don't just go and train upper body every day because then you're actually going to hurt your shoulder. Yes. (laughs) And then then you're just all messed up. (laughs) Yeah, like still be smart about it. And I think you can actually do your physio exercises or some good mobility as well on that injured day for that injured area. We should all be doing mobility. Like we joke that 30 broke me but I broke myself. I stopped teaching yoga. I stopped teaching aerial yoga. I then turned around and stopped teaching classes, which I actually used to do the stretches with my clients in. So I stopped doing all the things. And that happened all at once for you too. Like it wasn't a slow of I'm cutting back aerial, then I'm cutting back this, then I'm cutting back this. It was like, boom, COVID hit, gym shut. It was all at once. Yeah. And it just happened to coincide with you turning 30. I mean, I'd stopped the floor <laughs> yoga earlier and even then I noticed a couple of injuries pop through and I was still teaching aerial yoga and doing those classes. But yeah, as for everything else, it was literally like COVID come. Overnight, boom, closed, done. Yeah. And now I've got to do all those years worth of work to get my flexibility and range of movement back. Because mm. you can't just go and lift weights heavy and not do mobility and stretch and think that you're going to get away with it forever. Absolutely. I was clearly arrogant and thought I was getting away with it, but I wasn't getting away with it because I was doing the things I was telling people to do, just I didn't realise I was doing them. Yeah. So we both actually program mobility at the start of all of our sessions. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there is both uh, a full mobility session, a monthly mobility, Mm -hmm. that our girls all have access to. So if you are getting programmed the mobility at the start of your session and you're skipping it, don't. Mm. It's there there for a reason. reason. We're trying to teach you the lessons that I've learned for everybody. Yeah. I actually, I don't train at a public gym anymore. I quit. I just use my home gym. And I was there and I was doing my mobility for an upper body session. And this guy that didn't didn't really know him, but we had spoken in the gym before we'd both been on a massive weight loss journey. He was now like a PT, the same as me. And he came over and we were just having a conversation. And he said to me, gosh, doing a lot of mobility. And I was like, yeah, like what, like what of it? And he's like, it's only an upper body day. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to get injured. (laughs) Like I am like, what I'm doing is making sure I'm not going to end up hurt. And then he goes on to tell me that he has a back injury. Mm. And I'm like, duh. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you don't I, I watch you you never do any warm-up you never do any mobility mm-hmm. like there is a reason that one my coach has programmed it yeah and two why I'm doing it like if it's there do it mm-hmm. yeah so it it is important like I know in this podcast we were planning and talking about the fact that you can still exercise and of course we've rambled into the next but let's include it in the both but like you can get injured training, but it's normally self-inflicted. Like, I, my first injury was slight tears through my bicep and pec minor doing a decline chest press. And I didn't listen to the communication from my body. So when I did that, I had been stuck on the same weight for ages and I didn't deload. Just kept on soldiering through and one day first rep and I'd warmed up in weights first rep of my true working weight I basically heard Coco Pops in my bicep and dropped the weight and I have actually never pressed that weight ever again just I'm things have changed in life I've never got back to that load I'm slowly getting there now but learned a very valuable lesson because once I stepped back and had a look, my right shoulder was actually in terribly over-rotated forward. So my body was saying to me, hey dickhead, I've been trying to tell you that you can't get any heavier with this load because you're actually not doing this with good form without realizing I wasn't doing it with good form. So therefore my body told me in another way, a very direct way. Hey, motherfucker, you're going to stop. Yeah. And you're going to stop now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then when I hurt my back, that actually wasn't in the gym. Often I hurt myself outside of the gym because of what we're doing on the block. But it is because I'm not doing that mobility and I'm not strengthening those little things. We went back over my training program recently that I was doing when I hurt my back. And there was zero core. In my training program. Like, I mean, zero. Zero. And the core that had been programmed didn't get done. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we are actually both bad for that. We both put it at the start Mm -hmm. um, of our programs. I put it at the start of most of my clients' training programs because at some stage, majority have revealed to me that they skip abs at the end because they're ready to leave. Yeah. And it, like whether it's like a running out of time thing or you just can't be bothered. Like for me, it was, it just can't be bothered. Yeah, me too. So by putting them at the start, it's just, you get it done first. Cause you're, usually you're really motivated to get your session started. Like once you're there, you're in the gym, you're warmed up, you're good to go. Mm. So by putting it at the start means you're actually going to do it. Yeah. And by keeping your core strong. If your core set actually holds everything together. <laughs> holding you all together. Yeah. 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 Core is definitely undervalued. And I think for me, I was getting it in aerial yoga for sure. Like now that I do a little bit of aerial yoga here and there just on my own, when I do those core workouts, we used to do a whole song of like a set plank routine or whatever it was that I was doing. I'm lucky if I can get through half a song without dying. So even just teaching that multiple times a week and okay, it was a five minute 
boom, boom, boom. And sometimes I didn't do the whole thing because I stopped and I spoke to my clients and like pushed them to keep going. But I was still doing majority of it. Yeah. So I didn't program it in my training programs because I was doing it elsewhere. Yes. And you do Pilates now. Yes. For yours. Which I actually am really, really enjoying. Mm. Yeah. So there is other ways that you can still, like we said, like aerial yoga, Pilates, like you don't have to just be doing crunches in the gym. Mm. Like I'm actually pro the other stuff more than crunches in the gym. Yeah. And I think I'm more likely to, like I enjoy doing the Pilates more than training abs in the gym. Mm. So I'm probably more likely to skip the abs in the gym knowing that I'm going to do Pilates, if that Mm. makes sense. Like I'm still getting that training in. Yeah. In a different way. Agreed. And I tried to do a Pilates as well, but I'm a little lazy and don't like to drive into town. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But they really, really focused on legs. And I was like, no, I don't don't skip leg day. So that's why I've gone back to doing my aerial yoga at least once a week after my cardio. Mm. And focusing on abs when I do it. Mm. Mm. And I've noticed a massive difference. Mm. We've gone a little bit off topic here, but... I've noticed a massive difference in like just my strength in all of my lifts as mm-hmm. well. Strong core. By having base. my core. Yeah. And I have learned to really actually engage it as mm-hmm. well like, and actually switch it on. And I mean, for you, you had your stitch back together, didn't you? Yeah. And since then, it's been really, really weak mm. because training it felt weird. Yeah. Like it wasn't a normal ab burn that I had pre-surgery. It was like can't even explain it can't even put it into words it was weird it just mm. felt weird but I think it's because it was actually although it was tight and it was stitched back together it was actually really weak yeah so because obviously pre-surgery although I was doing abs I probably wasn't using them in the way that they were supposed to be used like it wasn't actually getting switched on mm. I was just going through the movement yeah so yeah, they were stitched back together, but they were still weak as hell. Mm. But mm-hmm. now, they're strong. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think to recap for this podcast is if you're injured, it doesn't mean you can't exercise. There is something you can do without pain. Find it. Work with your physio or your osteo or myo, whoever is helping you with your treatment so that you... And if you're working with someone that doesn't recommend you do something, it's possibly time to look for somebody else. Find someone that's actually physically active themselves. All of mine are and they know that I am. And so it's not that they know that I'm going to freak out. If, that, if I'm told I'm not training for the week, I know I'm not training for the week. And I'll, I'll rest for the week. That's fine. Especially when you're hurting your back. Like that's a, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah, your back is different to your ankle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, listen with them, work with them, do what you can do so that you're still active. Do the things to support the recovery. And then, um, obviously, we have then gone on to speak about the importance of mobility and even core to make sure you don't get injured. Yeah. And even stretching. And I think it's really important that if you are prescribed or told by a physio or a osteo or someone or even to, do, to do these rehab exercises, mm. as simple and as boring as they seem and feel, mm. 
they're actually prescribed for a reason so bloody do it my biggest mental struggle is actually mobility like i would do my mobility before every session it's 10 minutes mm -hmm. and there's probably three to four exercises in it and there's always one exercise in there i'm like oh that was so hard <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that one. I don't want to do that one today. Or I'll just do two sets, not three. Like, it, it is the biggest minefield of CBFs for me is that mobility to do my mobility. Mm -hmm. And even the fact that I still walk out of the gym without stretching, that's still a really bad habit. But I do justify that behavior because I try stretch every night before bed. Yeah. Yeah, so you're getting it done. Just in a different order. Yeah. It would be better for me if I did it straight up. <laughs> but yeah, so that is our recap, even though we started to ramble in the recap. God, we ramble so much. I know. I feel like this is the longest podcast we've done. This doesn't tell me the time. It's got some other reading on it. And I don't think I've ever seen these numbers this high. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. We appreciate you listening and sharing and liking and subscribing and rating, all the things. And we look forward to rambling at you again real soon. Thank you. Bye.